Today's episode is sponsored by By Heart, which is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. In our house, we never skim on family time together on the weekends. Instead of racing around crazy, we prioritize time at home, time to relax, time to do fun, crazy things that we wouldn't have ordinarily. And you know who else doesn't skim? By heart. By heart is the only American-made infant formula with globally sourced ingredients to use organic, grass-fed whole milk without a drop of skim. Whole milk is full of healthy fats like naturally occurring MFGM, which play an important role in baby's brain development and growth. Are you curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with codename Zibby20 for a limited time. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Com and definitely check out those shows as well. You guys, today, Friday, July 1st, bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature comes out into the world, and I am so excited. This has been a labor of love on and off for the past 18 years, and I I'm so thankful to every single person listening today or whenever for listening to this podcast and for all the authors who have come on this podcast because without Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, I would never have gotten a book deal or had a platform or any of those things to get my story out there, which has been this sort of compulsion I have felt for Ever since I lost my friend Stacy on 9-11, I wanted to get parts of this story out. And of course, so many other things happened along the way. And now is the day. So I hope you all will get this book and tell me what you think. You can email me at zibby at bookendsmemoir.com and I will read all of your notes after you finish. They really make me happy. As you may know, it's been an Amazon first reads pick all of June. So I've had thousands and thousands of people reading it and giving me feedback before this official release, which has been amazing. For this episode, Best-selling author Allison Pataki, who's a friend of mine now, we met through the podcast, but have become friends, and she offered to host this episode for me. In fact, said, I have to do it. I really want to do it. So I was thrilled to be able to say, yes, totally. Let's do it. So our interview is her interviewing me, just a little bit about her so you know, although you can go back and listen to my many episodes with her on this podcast, but Alison Bataki and I both went to Yale. She has been a best-selling author of many historical novels, including The Trader's Wife, The Accidental Empress, Cece, Empress on Her Own, Where the Light Falls, and then most The Queen's Fortune, and most recently The Magnificent Lives of Marjorie Post. She also is a children's book author and has written Nellie Takes New York and Poppy Takes Paris, along with a classmate of hers from Yale. 
And finally, the book that really enabled me to get to know her is called Beauty in the Broken Places, about what happened when her husband Dave had an, a very unexpected stroke while they were on an airplane together. She was pregnant with their first child and about what happened to their family after that. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Please join in all my book events that I have coming up, many in person. I'm traveling all over the country to meet people from Seattle and LA and San Francisco to Cape Cod and I don't know, everywhere in between Newport. So I hope you'll come out and meet me, say hi, read the book. I'm really excited. Tell some friends about it. And if you want to leave an Amazon review, that would be amazing because that actually really helps with the sales of the book. So, okay, enough about this and enough self-promotion. But again, thank you to all of you. You have made my dream come true by listening to this podcast. Authors, you've made my dream come true by saying yes when I asked you to come on as a guest and publicist for pitching the show to me and really everyone involved. I, I can't explain the overwhelming emotion I feel at having this book come out into the world. And I am just beyond, beyond grateful. So thank you to everybody. Thank you. Hi, everyone. So instead of welcoming someone else today on Moms No Time to Read Books, I am basically welcoming myself because the amazing Allison Pataki is going to interview me about Bookends, which comes out today, July 1st. And I am so excited and also scared and all the all the things. So I'm going to turn it over to Allie. <gasps> Zippy Owens, congratulations. Can we just give you a round of applause? I'm just so happy on your book birthday for this gorgeous, important book to make it out into the world. Bookends. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, Zippy Owens, writer, reader, mother, founder of the amazing award-winning podcast and CEO of Zippy Books and book influencer. and, And the list goes on and on and on. But I think it goes without saying that you have interviewed and spoken with a lot of authors and writers over the years. I think the exact number is probably like 5 million or something. If we're being <laughs> really precise. I think it's around right? like 1,200 or maybe. 1,200. I mean, you are amazing. So now the tables have turned and you are the, the writer and the author that is being interviewed and launching this book, this beautiful memoir. So can we just start with how does it feel? How do you feel? Oh, it is crazy. So the book came out, as you know, on Amazon First Reads on June 1st and was free for all Prime members then. So people started reading it and writing me and I started getting just all this feedback right away. And I have to say, it was just ridiculously emotional to have it come out, even as that as a preview. And I'm glad it did so I could brace myself for yeah. now it's coming out today, July 1st. But I mean, I have worked on this for so long and it's really the culmination of like my entire life in so many ways, my personal life and my professional life. And now it's all just out there. And I'm so proud because I've tried so hard to do it, but also just like, I don't know, I, I feel very exposed, right? Like this is me. This is like everything. I've never even told my closest friends some of this stuff and but I'm proud. I'm proud. And I'm proud that the, the response mostly has been really positive. So, you know, I'm just going to ride this wave and see what happens. Proud as you should be. I mean, it's amazing. And the, the acclaim and buzz is so well-deserved. And to feed off of that point, you just said, you know, you have obviously read your way through life, but you've also written your way through life. You've been a writer since you were a girl. You talk about it publishing articles in magazines and you've written your way 
through so many of your life moments. And so can you tell us a little bit about the story behind the story of how this book is now out in the world and how your first memoir, you know, as a writer is now going out to readers everywhere? I know as you were talking, I was like, that's true. I have been writing my way. Maybe I, maybe my next memoir should be end papers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yes. Hey, I'm kidding. Yes. I write to make sense of the world as so many of us do. I was really shy as I talk about in this book and I turned to writing because all my thoughts were kind of trapped in my head and I just could not get them out a lot of the times. And still today, if I sit down and write, it, my feelings get are much clearer when I can type about them than when I can talk about them. And it makes yeah. no sense. I don't even know why that happens. Yeah. Are no, you like that? That's how you process. You, yes, absolutely. It, it just helps you to, it's like taking an inventory almost of your thoughts, getting it organized. Yeah. I definitely have not been stopping to do that enough lately, which is why mm. I'm a mess half the time. <laughs> but, uh, no, but yes, I mean, writing has really been helpful to me. You know, I, as you know, I had this article come out in 1992 from 17 magazine when i wrote this piece which never was supposed to be a piece but i wrote it because i was upset and my mom found it and encouraged me to send it in which by the way had she not done i would not be here today because I, I don't even i don't even know what inspired her to tell me to send it in i should actually be interviewing her Thank but you, she did but then honestly it was not only the writing of it but it was the letters that came back to the magazine once it came out and I was like, this is it. Like, this is amazing. I, like, it's really easy for me to share my feelings and write about them. And I didn't think that was anything special. I just thought everybody sort of dealt with things that way. I'm clearly totally unprepared. Oh, here's the, um, I'm showing you, this is me, which I really don't even look that different, right? I mean, it's like yeah. ridiculous. Which is but, a good sign. <laughs> anyway, but getting that connection with people yeah. was really sort of soul fortifying and helpful to me then, helpful to me now. Yeah. And so that's why I just kept doing it and why we're here. <laughs> and as you said, this is the culmination of so many things for you as a personal and a professional and a mom and a writer and a reader. So I have to read something that somebody said. Um, this is actually a fellow author whom I met in your beautiful salon, Linda Leugman, who's just a treasure of a human. And she read this in the you know, early stages and said, I'm not normally much of a memoir reader. To me, it always feels like there's too much spin too much gloss, too much hype. What kind of person wants to be that honest? And it goes on. She says, Zibby Owens, that's who. This is a book that only she could write and readers will be drawn to every earnest, beautiful, inspiring word. So, I mean, wow, applause. Thank you, and Linda. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, thanks to Linda for putting it so well. And I love that blurb because it did actually really accurately capture how honest and raw and open you are. And that, I mean, Zibby, that I'm sure took a lot of bravery and a lot of guts. So how, yeah, that's got to be new. And also how did your loved ones feel? As you said, you're revealing in some ways things that even your best friends don't yet know. So as you unburden that and then put it out into the world, how does, how are you like navigating that process? And I've been showing drafts of this to my family all the way through. Yeah. And I've gotten like many corrections from my parents and making sure they were all comfortable with everything. I've definitely cut, I cut about 30,000 words close to the end of stuff. I, you know, ultimately I didn't even need it. It didn't, as my mom said, you didn't even, I didn't even miss it. <laughs> so sometimes less is more. Mm -hmm. I didn't include everything that I could have. Right. But I picked and chose really important moments, which yeah. encapsulate a lot more. So I think they're all excited for me. And 
I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it feels whole, whatever you cut. I don't know. Cause I read a later version, but it's, it's a full narrative arc. So well done. You did a beautiful job of selecting how to tell your arc. So there, you had many amazing moments in this book, but you had one mic drop moment. And I just need to highlight that with, uh, or ask you to highlight that for a minute. So you say throughout, you have had incredible joy and blessings in your life, you know, with your children and your career and just your family, but you, oh my gosh, Sibby, you have also had incredible loss and grief and trauma. And I think, I think just the extent of the the loss and the grief that you've had will probably come as a surprise to many, um, just because it just seems like the hits keep coming to you. And you, you say something so beautifully here where you say, I've gone through the depths of grief only to rise up again and again and again, because what choice did I have? My deep understanding that life is short and that I could be next propels me to follow my heart, stand up for what I believe in and work hard to make a difference while I can. We get to do this only once. Time is ticking moms don't have time to waste. Okay. So that is like, gives me the chills when you say that I dog eared the page because it says so much about you as a person, I feel like, and your mission and the way you live every day. Can you please just talk about that a little more for your listeners and your readers? Thank you. I know. I was like, which mic, what, what's the mic drop moment? You had so many, you had so many. (laughs) Dude, seriously. I dog eared that page. It's beautifully put. I mean, that really is how I live. You know, this book coming out and even the the introductory conversations I've had on podcasts or whatever has made me rethink why it is I live my life the way I do now. So many people have had tragic losses in their lives, right? I didn't lose a parent. I didn't lose a child. I I can't even think, you know, but I did lose like my best friend at a time when I was just figuring out who I was and who was like my closest person right then. And I think there's no way to fully understand mortality better than having the person with whom you've spent the most time in the last you know, decade or whatever it was, seven years, suddenly literally disappear from the planet without a trace. Yeah. And I say that, you know, flippantly, I, I don't mean it that, that way. My, you know, my best friend, Stacey Sanders died in the World Trade Center attacks And I think from that moment on, it was like, well, not only is death not just like a concept or a thing that's going to happen so far away, but it can happen so suddenly and so completely that it almost feels like we're not even totally here. You know, if you can just snap your fingers, right? In that moment, she just disappeared. So, and then I, and then I had another really close friend pass away and then another close friend and it has made it like there's a huge spotlight on the fact that even though we're however old we are, we are not guaranteed another day. So I literally live that way every day. I think about it probably way too much. Not that I ruminate, but just, you know, I was like getting dressed this morning and (laughs) looking at how I have to color my hair again. And I was just like, you know, okay, well, you know, and I could barely see the sink, you know, my eyesight's like going quickly and I'm just becoming, you know, I'm 45, but I just feel like this past year or two, I've really noticed aging affecting me more than it has ever. And I'm like, okay, well, all this stuff is sort of happening. Like I'm, you know, I'm probably just going to die soon and that's okay. Like I, it's going to be one of those things where then people will say, oh, she was always talking about dying and now look, she died. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I was having this whole meta thing. Yeah. 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 But to say like I wouldn't be surprised sounds weird, but like I just wouldn't be surprised if I find out that like I'm so but it's fine because I don't regret anything and I am living each day as best I can, although too stressed and doing too many emails, because we don't get to do this again. And I'm totally aware of that. You know, yeah. it's like it's like I got over some it, I, I can't even I don't want to compare myself to someone who has survived an illness or anything because I have not been through that. So I don't, I don't mean to make assumptions, but I do feel that I've been given a, given a new chance to live like where everything is crystal clear. And the, so, you know, yeah, I do it anyway, not to sound cheesy, oh, but I, no. I do mean all that. So beautifully put. Cause not only do you live every day, but you seem like one of those people and it's rare. I feel like it's rare where you live literally every hour to the fullest and it's gotta be your just up close, intimate knowledge with what it is to lose so many people that you love. And so suddenly in so many cases, if you could say one thing to Stacy, what would it be? Like, what do you most want to talk about with her? You know, it's so funny because I'm still really close with her family. And when the, when bookends came out June 1st, you know, her mom and I on email, we're going back and forth, just like cheering because we're like getting her out into the world again too. You yeah. know, her mom's like, go Stace, you know, cause we feel like, and not that it's all about her. That's, that's one slice of it, but it was one of those defining moments in my life. What would I want to say to her? Oh my gosh. You know, it turns out that she was such a gift in life and in death, right? The things that she taught me how to live and how to live even more fully without her. You know, she was always trying to pull me out and, you know, get me to like loosen up or have fun and talk and, you know, smile and dance and all the stuff. You know, she was just so full of life and it's taken me a while, but I've gotten there, but it's a lot because of her. Oh, and that spirit of hers, you really capture it. You do it so well when you talk about getting ready and she always looked amazing. <laughs> such confidence. Just, she seemed like a larger than life woman who is still with you because she is larger than life. Not just me. I mean, she had so many friends um, that I felt like so honored to be such a close friend of hers. You know, like she had so many people considered her very, very close friend. It's awesome. She's just that kind of amazing, warm person who made everybody feel special. A light, a light in the world. Yeah, I am. Amazing. So yeah, she's so happy for you. You must, you must feel that. Right. So, okay. So you share about her, you share about, you know, obviously so many friends and family members, and you also, you've made a really sort of, you talk about this in the book, a conscious choice over the years to be an open person who shares a lot on social media, you know, not everything, obviously. And we know social media is it's curated, but you share about Kyle, your amazing husband. You share about being a mother. You talk about the behind the scenes, you know, and you talk in the book about how you you had to make that decision to really let people in so they could know you, the person, and that that would be beneficial, you know, from the business perspective as well. So can you talk a little bit about social media and, you know, you're a public figure. How do you navigate the personal life and the public life and sort of your thoughts on that. Okay, we can't 
bubble wrap our kids to keep them safe. But we can give ourselves some peace of mind now with the Life 360 app, which I am obsessed with. I first heard about this from a girlfriend at a party who told me that this was the app to use. So I got it. And now I am obsessed. It's a family connection and safety app that lets you track the people and things that are most important to you. And it's much more than sharing location. It is about safety. It keeps families connected and protected throughout the day. Plus, it helps you find your things. So I have tiles, one of which I put on my phone, which I lose a hundred times a day, and I can find it through the app whenever I lose it. Also, it lets me put in locations of interest. So I get alerts when my kids reach school after taking the bus or when my husband gets to LA or whoever you want to track. You can do it with Life360 and feel very protected and safe and it makes life better. It makes peace of mind better. Life 360 has my family's back when they're on the road, and I can track their stuff too if I need to. Plus, of course, it's a lifeline during emergencies because you can have crash detection to know if one of the kids is in an accident and with two almost driver's license kids, that is super important to me too. So put away the bubble wrap and protect your loved ones with Life 360. Visit life360.com or download the app today and use code BOOKS, B-O-O-K-S, all caps, to get one month of the gold package for free, plus 15% off all tiles. That's life360.com, code BOOKS. Public figure, I don't know. Yes, you, you <laughs> are. Whether you like it or not, you are. <laughs> I have always felt really comfortable sharing my emotions. Mm-hmm. I think... We all feel a lot of the same stuff, no matter what our circumstances or what the issues themselves are. But I've just always, I don't know why I have felt comfortable sharing it. And maybe it's because I've gotten such positive reception for it Mm -hmm. because people are always telling me, oh my gosh, like I felt that way too. Or you said something I was thinking I didn't even know, like you made me realize what I was thinking, all that stuff. So I wasn't on social media for a long time. And I didn't join until, I don't know, until I started my podcast. I had joined because of Nini's Treats, which is the crumb cake com- company that I helped my in-laws yeah. start up. So I did the Nini's Treats account. So at least I knew what I was doing. But now my sister-in-law, <laughs> Stephanie, does that. I, I think I started it like maybe 2018, maybe 2017. I have to look. Anyway, it was all new to me. And it's not like I said, I'm going to start social media and be totally honest. It's happened over time. And it's just become a tool where I feel like it's how I write every day. And I know it's not that many words, but there are a lot of times where I'm just like, no, no, just hold on. I'm posting, you know, not because I'm posting about an event, but in the way that I used to write, I feel like I used to write more essays and now I've taken these shortcuts onto Instagram. So sometimes I'm not even writing the whole essay, which is probably not a good thing, but it's so immediate. And the times when I'm most upset, it's also allowed me to reframe it in that like, if I'm really upset about this, I know that people out there have also been through this and are upset about this. So if I just put it out there, I'm going to feel that back. And it always happens. Whether it's I'm upset that I've gained weight or I'm upset that, or sometimes I don't even say why I'm upset. I'm just upset about something and people still respond, me too, or whatever. So whether it's something funny or happy, I don't know. I, there are huge areas of my life I never talk about, um, many areas in fact, but it almost doesn't matter because you still know who I am and what I'm thinking and feeling without every single detail. Um, so that emotional 
truth, I think, can come out. And I I don't, you know, it's funny, as the day we're talking today is my twin's 15th birthday. And I debated this morning, should I post this picture that I dug up of me the night before I gave birth, giant and ridiculously swollen and whatever. And I literally, I thought about it for a second. And I was like, you know, out of respect to the me that would have been horrified with this coming out, I'm not going to post this because that me would be livid. Oh, <laughs> so I decided not to. And that but was readers can read about it in here. But readers can about read about the it. Journey yes. with twins and bookends, yes. amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it's for you. It's probably like as you said, just a form of creative expression. It's another outlet and another way to engage with your readers. That's that's great. Well, we all love. We're grateful that you do social media. So keep at it. And one of the things that you do share about a lot, obviously, is your relationship with Kyle. But the story that you go, like when you go more into it in this book, it's an amazing story. And (laughs) I've had the privilege of meeting Kyle multiple times. You know, I love him and love you guys. But I loved how you met. And he like flat out could care less that you're the customer He's like, I'm not giving your kids tennis lessons. I was laughing out loud at how he put it. He was just so direct. And also it's like the moment in the book when you least expect Zibby Owens to like find her, the love of her life. Cause you're like, you describe how you get there and you're crying and your hair's in a ponytail. So, I mean, wow, that must've taken you by surprise, this love story. It did. And by the way, that day when I met him, I didn't see him again for like six months after that. So I didn't know that that would be... Another turning point in my life at all. I was annoyed. I was just like, what the heck? And I guess people can read about it, but basically I, you know, I met Kyle related to my, an event I was doing. Well, anyway, you'll just have to read it and find out. so good. But yeah, I was like, I I still can see myself just standing there on the tennis court, like jaw dropped, like what? He's not going to give my kid this lesson. So yes, I don't know why I feel like I was not looking for this for him. I, he just, you know, my mom at one point was like saying to Kyle, she's like, but where did you come from? It's like, you just arrived like meta from heaven. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. It's like, he just like popped on the scene. And I, I don't mean to sugarcoat either my relationship with him because I'm always saying nice things and we're posting and I don't want to give anyone the impression that like, we're not just a regular couple because we are, you know, everything, the stresses of daily life and managing the four kids and, and life, you know, everyone has their moments, but I, I am just, there is something very energetically like great about the two of us together and makes us both such better people and more creative and like the best version of us. And it's very cool. And now I get to watch him as he like develops his thing and I develop my thing. And it's just so cool. I mean, like what, six years ago, we were like going to Soul Cycle and watching movies. I mean, seriously, it's like ridiculous. It's so good. And it's like one of the best parts of just everyone needs to read the book to hear this amazing love story. So if you had this moment, this chance that you have to, to connect with your readers and your podcast, what is one thing you really want to say to them or like you want them to take away like about this book, about your story, what is something everyone should walk away from this podcast knowing about you and this book and this experience? I guess just that like, this is as raw as it gets. This is like, you are getting, a lot of people are saying after they read it or people who have been listening to this podcast for a long time, they all come up to me and they're like, I feel like we're friends. Like, I feel like I know you so well. Mm -hmm. And they really do know me so well. Mm-hmm. And it's a bizarre 
piece of writing a memoir like this or being so open on social or on here or wherever, where it's almost this one-sided friendship that is happening, right? I don't know them yet, mm-hmm. but they know me. And I've, of course, had this with lots of authors myself on the reading side. And it is a bizarre thing. And I guess what I want to say is like, you, you do know me. And even though I don't know all of you personally yet, those of you out there who are like, oh my gosh, we would totally be friends. You know, we probably would be friends. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it, we would have fun going out to coffee. And this whole experience has taught me that my people are all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's another world shifting thing that has happened with the podcast and everything else that you are not in a world that revolves around where you live or where your kids go to school or all the things you thought was, was were the outer limits. That is just like this tiny little piece. Yeah. And expanding is actually so easy, especially mm-hmm. around books. So you might not live where your people are, which I don't mean to say I have great, amazing friends here too, but meeting this book-loving, tapped-in community I mean, I was an old soul growing up. I, I've had a lot of loss. Like, I feel like there's a there are so many people who just like get that and have had that and understand it. And there's no place necessarily. You know, I want to start like the old souls club. Somebody's probably done that before, but I, love that. I, I, I have I haven't even Googled it. I'm sure it's taken. Apologies to whoever started it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's a rambling answer. But I guess just you Beautiful. do know me and you don't know everything about me. And that's because, you know, I do have my life and my stuff. But if what I share helps anybody, helps them live, if any of my like offerings here and this whole little media thing I'm doing help your, I shouldn't say little, someone wrote and said, don't keep saying my little this, my little that. You're, You're like, big. You're big. I have to stop saying that. But if anything is helping mystery. you, <laughs> that makes me feel so good. So yes. And I would say, please leave an Amazon. <laughs> Please leave an Amazon yeah, review. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, uh, so beautifully said. And as you said about Stacy, I think probably many people feel that way about you, where it's just an honor to be in your life and to be your friend. And I know many people feel that way. Speaking of getting to know you, we have like three minutes left. Can we do a quick lightning round? Oh, yeah, sure. Get to know you even a little bit better. Okay, okay. so Zibby Owens, morning person or night owl? Morning. Early morning. I feel like that was probably pretty obvious. Sorry. That's okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Yes. Also probably pretty obvious. Favorite season of the year? Summer. Favorite place in the world? <laughs> I'm debating between my bed <laughs> and like an actual place. Um, it's your book birthday. You can pick two. Okay. Anywhere on the water and my bed. Oh, okay. great answers. How do you feel about audiobooks? I love audiobooks. I love audiobooks. I recorded my own, so people can listen to that. Awesome. That's great that it's your voice. Interview that you think about time and time again. I did an interview with a time management expert mm. named Julie Morganster. And she had this concept of min, max, mod, like you can do the minimum, maximum, or moderate amount for each task that you undertake, and you just have to decide what bucket to put it in. I use that frame of reference all the time. I used it at the birthday party yesterday. I use it often because not every situation calls for the maximum effort. And that is something that I have to keep in mind. So I think about that's the most useful to me in terms of like my parenting life. That's so great. And who do you most want to interview that you have not yet interviewed? Ooh, I'd really like to interview Oprah. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. I feel like it's going to happen. You guys are circling each other, right? I don't know. 
I'm probably circling her, but thank well, you. <laughs> Oprah, we, know, we know Oprah listens to your podcast because she loves it. So let's do not know that, it. but someone oh, on her magazine, yeah, someone on well, her magazine heard it. <laughs> so if Oprah hears this, we, that's going to be a good one. Okay. Who would play you in a movie? I don't know, but I actually have been mistaken for Sofia Coppola before. That's a good one. I'm not suggesting it, but yeah. um, all right, great. I actually had this really funny story. It takes two seconds. I was at the Four Seasons restaurant in Midtown Manhattan with my dad having lunch, <laughs> and I saw Harvey Weinstein walk in, uh-huh. and he starts coming over to the table, and I was like, "Oh, I guess he's coming to say hi to my dad or something." Anyway, he comes over, walks over, looks me in the eye. And like stands up. And so I don't know why, but I like stood up because he was like right there, like reaching out. And he took both of my hands in his hands and he was like, Sophia, how are you? Get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) And I just said, I'm great. How are you? (laughs) That is amazing. Oh my God. He went back and sat somewhere else. And I was like, my dad was like, what, what is going on? I was okay. like, I'm just going to go you, with it. <laughs> you said you had been mistaken for her, but by Harvey Weinstein, that is like next level doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Well, so obviously we're all so excited about bookends. Yay. We cannot wait for this to be out. Well, we're excited. Can't wait for readers to have this in every single one of their hands. What are you most excited for? What's, what's happening now that? Oh, what am I most excited for? With the book, with the yeah, book coming with out, book. with the book in like your next few days and weeks, and I'm excited to meet people who have read it and like want to talk about it, or just that personal connection when I'm going on book tour. Yeah, amazing. Excited. Well, congratulations. We're all so excited, so happy for you. Everybody needs to read this book and give this book to their family and their friends and their loved ones. And it's it's truly so beautiful and such such a beautiful achievement to be. So oh thank you. Coming from you, this means so much. Thank you so much for reading it early and then offering to do this interview. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So thank you. That was I so begged. Nice. I begged to do this interview. Are you kidding? It is my honor and my privilege. Thank you for letting me do it. Just so, so amazed by you as always. So thank you. This is so nice. It's like Congratulations. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy every minute. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 